Hello and welcome to the Pondering Primates podcast, the official podcast of the University of Edinburgh Atheist, Humanist and Secularist Society. My name is Daniel Sharp, I'm the president of that society and your usual host. The podcast is a veritable cornucopia. We have different guests on each episode to discuss a range of issues from religion and secularism to film, art and literature. If you want to contribute then do get in touch. Our social media and contact details can be found on the Anchor page, but we're easily found by searching our name on Facebook, and our Twitter handle is at UOEAthumSakeSock. So, with all that out of the way, are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Hello, this is Daniel. Welcome to the Pondering Primates podcast. Today I'm talking to Mariam Namazi, who is a secularist, uh, human rights activist, and she is the spokesperson for the Council of Ex-Muslims of Britain and the One Law for All campaign against Sharia in Britain. Uh, she's just as uncompromising when it comes to far-right racists as she is with Islam. And she, among her many other illustrious positions, is one of the most hated enemies of the Islamic <laughs> Republic of Iran, uh, which has labelled her immoral and corrupt and anti-God. So, trigger warning, if you, if you want to be corrupted, don't listen. Or if you don't want to be corrupted, don't listen. But if you do want to be corrupted, uh, here we go. So, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add to that introduction? No, I think you did quite a good job. <laughs> so, I just wanted to ask if you could tell us briefly about yeah, your sort of activist work with the Council of Ex-Muslims and One Law for All. And yeah. <laughs> I suppose the work of the Council of Ex-Muslims and One Law for All are linked because mm. it all has to do with opposing different aspects of religious law, theocracy, and uh, in this particular case, Islamic law. Mm. So uh, with the Council of Ex-Muslims, it's challenging apostasy mm. and blasphemy laws, uh, which are, um, you know... Uh, quite dangerous for people who are free thinkers, atheists, ex-Muslims, if you're living in uh, countries uh, with Sharia law because it is punishable by death. Mm. Uh, and of course, uh, outside of those countries too, like in Britain, a lot of young people do face shunning, do face ostracization, and also honor-related crimes uh, uh, for leaving Islam or for what's perceived for doing things that are perceived to be blasphemous. And of course, the campaign against Sharia law is campaigning against the religious courts in Britain mm. uh, because uh, I come from Iran and I see these courts as being very much the same as the courts that are in Iran. Uh, of course, here it doesn't have the um, you know, criminal aspects of Sharia codes, which are stonings and amputations, mm. but it focuses on the civil aspects of Sharia, the family law aspects, mm. uh, which are just as harmful and detrimental, particularly for women's rights, because mm. they're discriminatory, and uh, uh, also they, um, they basically encourage violence against women. And so, you know, I do see these as fighting on various fronts, um, but I think, you know, it's, it's an important fight to have, uh, particularly because these religious right movements are in power in many places. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of influence, even in a place like Britain. Yeah. Um, but of course, uh, you know, it's about uh, fighting on many different fronts simultaneously. Mm. So I think defending refugee rights, fighting bigotry, 
uh, defending mm -hmm. human rights. These are all something that yeah. come together. Well, that kind of links into my next couple of questions. Um, one was one is quite simply why why do you focus more on Islam than other religions, and why do you think uh, you're often smeared with the label as Islamophobic or far right, even though you're very strongly against uh, far right racism and bigotry? Why do you think it's some critics of Islam face this sort of backlash from yeah. a lot of people on the liberal left who you may expect to be hmm. some of your strongest allies? Yeah, I mean it's interesting because there are people who are against the church's rule uh, and rules, for example, or against mm. the Christian right, no one tells them, why are you focusing only on the Christian mm. right? Why don't you also work against the Islamic right, for example? Or if you're a campaigner against the death penalty in the United States, no one tells you, well, why aren't you campaigning mm. against the death penalty in Iran? The sort of, why, why aren't you doing this and mm -hmm. that always applies to minorities who are yes. fighting against um, their things that are oppressive towards them. And so I think, you know, we can focus on one thing without it being bigoted. I mean, you have people who are gay rights activists and they mm. focus on that. Uh, I was a refugee rights activist for many decades. Uh, you know, now I'm focusing on, uh, again, I think it's linked, but on, on Islam, for example. And I think, you know, given my background, I have a right to do that. I have a duty to do that. Mm -hmm. But also, I don't think that you have to be of a certain background to oppose things that are oppressive and to mm. defend uh, people's rights and equality. Mm. Um, the fact that it's smeared um, you know, as being bigoted is, I think, a, a victory for fundamentalists because there is this conflation that criticism of Islam and Islamism, which is our religious right, uh, is the same as bigotry, and it's not because mm. blasphemy and apostasy are not bigotry, and I think uh, it's important not to um, not to right. confuse the things. Okay. And it, it does always annoy me, uh, you know, that blasphemy or apostasy against Islam or from Islam are seen to be bigotry. Mm. Uh, whereas it's not the case if, you know, you're an apostate from Christianity or mm -hmm. from Judaism or you're blasphemous against, uh, you know, um, the Bible or mm. saying Jesus has two dads, you know. Mm. But if you say similar things in, uh, with regards to Islam, it's considered bigotry. And I think yeah. it is a win for the fundamentalists because blasphemy and apostasy have nothing to do with bigotry. Mm. And if you think that by silencing uh, blasphemy and apostasy, you're going to win the fight against racism, you are sadly misguided yeah. because it has nothing to do, one has nothing to do with the other. Mm. Having said that, of course there are yeah. uh, far-right movements, white supremacist movements. They're against me as much as they are against people who are Muslims. Mm. They don't see any difference between us. We yeah. all look the same to them. Mm. Anyone that's not them, they're against. Mm. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, I, I'm a migrant, I come from a Muslim family. Um, I'm as uh, uh, opposed to uh, bigotry as uh, any other minority, mm. but that doesn't mean that we can't speak about issues within our so-called communities yeah. and societies uh, that are matters of life and death <coughs> for us, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think it's like any other thing, you fight on many fronts, yeah. you have to do that. It all comes from the same sort of principle, really, it's the, if you're, if you're a secular, liberal, human rights person, on vaguely on the left, but even if you're sort of moderate right, you know, and you support these uh, very good principles, then you kind of have to be against both the fundamentalists and the far-right racists. Um, and I think one of the problems might be that ceding that ground 
of criticism of Islam to people like uh, Nigel Farage or whoever. Yeah. It's a problem. Like, why not keep? We should keep it. Um, it's a matter that the left should be taken care of. It should be a principle of the left, and we see that ground to. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I think uh, anti-clericalism and criticism mm. of religion is really very much part of uh, you know the left yeah. uh, historically mm -hmm. as well, and I think even you know it's not enough for Nigel Farage or. Mm. Uh, Tommy Robinson's, their criticism is not a real criticism because mm. it comes yeah. from yeah. a perspective that wants to be anti-Muslim, anti-migrant, mm. uh, whereas we're doing it from a perspective where we want equality, mm -hmm. we want human rights, we want secularism, yeah. and I think that's why we need to speak out and mm. also uh, s close the space for th that they have yeah. to, uh, you know, uh, address these issues yes. because that's yeah. really, we should be addressing them. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Uh, so what, what do you aim to achieve with uh, these campaigns and do you think it's a battle that can be won? Because sometimes <coughs> if you look at the news you think, God, this stuff is never going to go away, all this awful hatred and bigotry, it's never going to end. Really, but I mean, I also look at the news and I see, um, you know, protests in Lebanon, yes. protests in Iraq, uh, you know, the mm. movement against compulsory veiling in Iran, uh, I see the <coughs> demand for secularism in Tunisia and Morocco, mm. uh, as well as in Europe. So I kind of feel like actually there's a lot of hope, yeah. you know, and, and Rojava, the uh, well, mm -hmm. it's uh, under attack now by the <coughs> Turkish yeah. government, but it is a center of feminism and secularism mm -hmm. in a war zone. Yeah. So I think, you know, it depends on how you look at yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot to be positive about. Yeah. Um, what worries me is that um, because of identity politics and the fact that, um, you know, there's this fight to either um, have your identity considered superior to mm -hmm. others or different from others, uh, we're moving away from this demand for equality and citizenship rights and universal mm -hmm. rights, yeah. uh, irrespective yeah. of our background. Yeah. But I think, you know, so that's also a major battle, so people can actually see struggles elsewhere and how mm. it links with their own struggle and how it actually strengthens, mm. um, you know, uh, our f all of our fights yeah. for, for uh, human rights. Mm. Well, I was going to mention that uh, the, the protests that have been happening in the... <laughs> the Arab world or the Muslim world, um, whatever term you want to use, there's all these like Middle East. Um, but do you think so? Do you think this? Is, do you think there's more hope? Because some some people are calling it Arab Spring 2.0. Um, it didn't obviously it didn't quite work out last time. Mm. Uh, but I I agree with you. There's a lot of hope. I read this article recently about Lebanon. Um, you know the the protesters on the streets are denouncing <coughs> traditional. Uh, community leaders like Shia leaders mm -hmm. and they're sort of transcending all these sectarian and confessional differences to to unite in a common cause for secularism and for and uh, and for a better government so yeah no I do agree that there is there is hope there yeah definitely yeah. and even uh, in the protests in Iraq for example one of the major slogans has been neither Shiism nor Sunniism but secularism mm. so you know I think if we look at the protests you can see how uh, wrong um, people have been who've said that yeah. you know th these sort of universal rights or secularism are Western mm -hmm. values, and it shows just how much um, they are universal yeah. and how they are something that people are mm -hmm. striving for everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think people who live under um, either the rule of the religious right or in societies like in Lebanon where the religious mm -hmm. right has a great deal of power. Uh, you know, they understand secularism actually much more than people who yes. live in societies yeah. where 
uh, even in Britain, <coughs> where it's not a secular society, but it is secularized. So, yeah. you know, people take a lot of things for granted. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, which I'm approaching the end of my list of questions. And what, what can people do to help if, some, if anyone's listening to this? And particularly the students, what can they do to help well, um, I mean, your campaigns and these causes? Well, we're always looking for um, students and others who want to support us by either volunteering, becoming activists of mm. our movement, and uh, highlighting the work that we're doing, talking to others about um, you know, these issues, because they are issues that we need to talk about. Uh, mm. We need to discuss them, air them. There's nothing wrong with speaking about issues that might make people uncomfortable. Mm. Well, religion makes me uncomfortable, but I can mm. manage to listen to people who are religious without either decapitating them or, you know, feeling offended. Mm. I mean, I think it's okay to have difficult conversations, and I think we need to um, understand how important that is. You know, yeah. I think sometimes we take things for granted because... Uh, and we won't realize what we have until we lose it sort of thing, mm. you know. So I think just keeping the space open for difficult conversations uh, and also if you feel, you know, strongly about an issue mm. to join us, yeah. uh, you know, not just the Council of Ex-Muslims and One for Law for All, but there's so many other mm. groups out there that really um, are working yeah. for universal rights and for secularism and yeah. we need to support them. Yeah. Well, I think I'll finish off with a nice sort of light question. Um, I'm not sure if you get much free time because you seem like a very busy woman. Uh, but when you do get free time, what's mm. your favourite hobby? What do you oh my God, I do love, to chill? <laughs> I love dancing. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> my favourite hobby. Yeah. What type? <laughs> Everything. Everything. Oh, I've no. done belly dancing, yeah. of course, Iranian music. Mm. I'm, uh, I'm learning Bollywood now. Oh, and yeah, I'm, right. I'm going for tap dancing classes. I'm just like a, a oh, wow. yeah. line dancing. I'm like a dance freak. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Well, that, is that an exclusive for our podcast? We've got an exclusive on Mariam Namazi's. Uh, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, um, well, I think we shall end it there. And thank you, I Thank you very much uh, for speaking to me for a few minutes. Thank you. And goodbye. Bye.